Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore. FM 104. It's Cormac and Trish here on Room 104. Now, Vice.com have released um, uh, another one of their just mind-blowing documentaries. And oftentimes I find what they do really well is remind you that there's some craziness that goes on in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't believe it. Sometimes you're like, no, that's not real. That doesn't actually happen. That couldn't be real. No. And then you're like, oh, no, unfortunately uh, it is. Um, but they released one uh, recently, only a couple of days ago, on buying organs on the black market. Now, in my brain, that only happens in movies. You know what I mean? Like that organ harvesting and yeah. black market harvesting. No, 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 that can't actually be true. But they've done a whole documentary on it. And one of the guys that features in it wrote a book uh, a few years ago uh, called The Red Market. And let me just give you the subtitle of this book. It's The Red Market on the trail of the world's organ brokers, bone thieves, blood farmers and child traffickers. And uh, it just blows my mind that this stuff actually goes on in the world. But we were very lucky to nab the man who wrote that book. And he joins us now live on the line. Scott Carney, sir, how are you? Cormac, it is great to, uh, to talk to you. Yeah, I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. Now, Scott... First of all, how did you find out about all this? Because as Cormac was saying there, we were gobsmacked Mm. when we saw this documentary. Mm. Just words. I was lost for words. But when you first discovered all this and obviously you wrote a book on it, what was what what brought you to the scene? So I was in uh, I was a foreign correspondent based in India uh, and I was living in the South Indian city of Chennai and I mean, it was crazy. This was right after the tsunami killed 150,000 people. And there were all these refugee camps um, uh, popping up right along the coast. And the refugee camp that was like probably about two miles from my house, uh, a news story came out in the local press saying that all of the women in the village had sold their kidneys. Uh, and, and, uh, and I was just like you, completely gobsmacked that this happened. And then I spent the next year sort of interviewing, um, you know, hundreds of people who had had their organs uh, removed um, because of the medical establishments that exist at the time. And, you know, at one point we had National Geographic cameras come in and we just lined up the women and we had the cameras just roll down the the line of them. And since they're wearing saris, you can see all of their scars uh, where they had their kidneys removed. Oh it was and, crazy. And, like, <laughs> how how much were they b- being paid for that, and who's buying them? Mm-hmm. Right. So th- this is one of the very common misconceptions uh, about organ trafficking is that there's these like cabals of people who are like violently, you know, kidnapping people. Yeah. People wake up in bathtubs of ice. That is just not 
the story. Um, what the story actually is, is that you, when you have like world-class medical infrastructure and it's next to extreme poverty, there's this arbitrage scenario where people can acquire human flesh very, very cheaply because people are so desperate. So what happens is that these hospitals, and you know, in India, there's an enormous diabetes problem. Many, many, many people have organ failure. So there's a lot of demand for organs. And incidentally, there's a a lot of people who have almost no opportunity to make a living, mm. uh, which makes them targets for these hospital administrators and people sort of very high up in the medical chain to, um, you know, find ways to acquire organs, usually offering very low sums of money, anywhere between eight hundred dollars. You know, I've heard it as low as four hundred dollars to um, as high as two thousand dollars for um, for a kidney. And usually what happens is the, the, the person will come in and have the, the operation and the kidney will go mostly to Indians, but also to foreigners who fly in. Um, and, uh, and the operation will happen and they'll get like half their payment up front and half on the back end. But usually the back end payment never happens. Oh, wow. See, this is the thing. That's what shocked me the most is that you can actually go online and just order yourself a bloody kidney or corneas. That was the next thing. Apparently corneas are yeah. ranging from Vice 30 that, grand. Vice got that wrong. Yeah. Um, Vice sort of didn't really um, do their research. They, <laughs> they just got some uh, random interviews. Uh, no, you can't just go on line and order a kidney okay. it's much much more involved um but uh i mean your 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 search may start on the internet mm. but you really need the buy-in from these hospital administrators so there's these black market connections it's social engineering it's it's finding people who know other people it's not like there's a website you know organs.com somewhere <laughs> in the dark web rent an organ it's like uber for kidneys <laughs> you just hit a right. button and there's a little kidney emoji <laughs> that comes around um no but again it should shouldn't be laughing at this at all but what I'm amazed by is again the image in my mind was as you said uh, you, you go travelling you get drugged you wake up uh, you go to sleep in a hostel you wake up in a bath and your kidneys are gone but you're saying that this is part of the mainstream medical infrastructure over there that there's some dodgy goings on but people are brought into our people brought into actual uh, professional Hospital. hospitals yeah. where this is being signed off as like a wink and a nod where it's like we're, we're doing this so it's like like legitimately through their healthcare system or yeah, that's the only way it really happens. Mm. I mean, it's not like if you want a kidney and you're the person receiving the kidney, you want to go to some back garage, yeah. right, to get your kidney transplant. Um, you have to really have these people in the same hospital, usually. I mean, it's just logistically more difficult to, you know, transfer it from your auto parts shop where you're removing the kidney <laughs> to send it to the hospital. So, I mean, it's all about collusion that comes down from the top. And it's yeah, not yeah. just India where I did my research. I mean, this is literally all over the world in places where you have extreme poverty yeah. and world-class health infrastructures and you know legal uh, st infrastructure that is happy to look the other way and uh, that happens all over the place and if you are a person in a country where it's more difficult to do that i don't think it's legal in ireland anymore to sell your kidney right you can um, in theory, uh, I, I mean, I know you can. You can go to some of these other countries and with a little bit of, um, you know, negotiating and uh, conversations, these are, it's possible to make these connections occur. Um, 
just wanted to ask you then on that, right? So these things are happening, obviously, in various different countries. Um, sorry, is it illegal in India? So technically, is it illegal? As you said, it's just look the it's, other way. It's illegal. It's 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 one hundred percent illegal to buy organs in every country in the world. Uh, right. Okay. There's there's. Uh, I believe actually maybe the Philippines might have some gray areas and Egypt might have some gray areas right now. Uh, and Iran has some gray areas. But in general, you're not allowed to buy a kidney because when you do that, you create an underclass, uh, an organ underclass where yeah. where um, human flesh only moves upwards and never downwards on the, the pyramid. Like me, I make a pretty good living. There's no way you can come to me and say, I'll give you a million dollars for your kidney because I'll say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it, there's just no number where I'm like, yeah, I'll give up my flesh. And and it's only somebody who's in a really desperate position or occasionally altruistic donations. Those occur as well. And those are fine. Yeah. Um, but but there's no um, incentive for somebody who's not desperate to just like randomly sell their kidney. Uh, there's health complications, believe it or not, to giving up you know, large parts of your flesh. Yeah. Now, how true is it then about the harvesting of organs from executed prisoners? Because that was something that was mentioned in the doc as well. And I thought, what the hell? Yep. So in China, um, there have been many, many reports that have come out over the years, including um, uh, testimony in front of the U.S. Congress about uh basically state sanctioned organ trafficking from their prisoner population where they will tissue type lots of people especially um falun gong um, they, that, that's that this sort of political minority group that has some sort of esoteric exercises that um chinese people think actually make them very healthy but they're also political dissidents so they have a lot of those people in prison and, right. and the people i've spoken with who have left the prisons who made it made it out um have said that they would tissue type all of the falun gong practitioners and then mysteriously some of these people would be uh, just disappear mm. afterwards and then another set of testimony that came out in front of the u.s congress actually interviewed several doctors who were involved in the organ extraction process for prisoners where they would um, literally have these people on the table and the doctor said they were conscious uh, and they would just harvest like all sorts of things. They would be death by execution with the heart being the last thing that they take out. Jesus it is Christ. ghastly, ghastly. And and this is just something that happened. And there was also a book called Larry's Kidney, which was um, by a guy named Daniel Asarosa, where he actually flew to China with his brother and got a kidney from a prisoner and came back. Um, and, you know, in the book, which is sort of weirdly comedy which is sort of gruesome and weird but he actually shows that the whole process is fairly straightforward easy and not even that expensive it's quite affordable to kill somebody for their organs I, I still can't get it into my brain that this is happening uh, like today uh, that this is happening this is a real thing and that this isn't just some sort of slasher movie that you know a horror movie that's sent out it 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 blows my mind and for somebody who's written a book on this and, and delved into it what have been maybe some of the more two or three of the more shocking things that you discovered from going down this road? Well, there are really markets for absolutely everything. In the book, The Red Market, I talk about um, human bones, especially for, you know, when doctors study um, anatomy, they need bones. And uh, for up until about 1984 or five, uh, Calcutta was exporting 60,000 human skeletons a year since the 1800s, which means like if you died in Calcutta, you were your skeleton was sold 
to uh, doctors around the world for about $300 a bone box. Very well documented. Uh, I looked at um, uh, the, the market for human blood. Again, on the Indian Indo-Nepal border, I found people who were drugged and kept literally in cow sheds uh, by a, a former milkman, which is sort of a bizarre wow. side um, story, who would extract, um, he, he would basically find these people at bus stands. They're usually like pretty poor, desperate people, offered them like $25 to drain, drain a pint of blood. And instead he would drain three or four pints of blood so that they were minimally conscious. Yeah. And he would keep them there for six, seven months until they would die of bloodletting. Uh, this was to, to supply the local supply of blood for that um, town, which had a lot of hospitals in it. That was the most gruesome thing I found. <laughs> Just think, these people are so depraved and you would not, yeah. you couldn't imagine a human being inflicting any kind of, uh, that amount of pain on someone else. But you know what really, no. really, really shocks me? It's the corrupt doctors. Because I think you go in, yes. you take this oath to protect and then you do something yes. like this. Have you ever spoken to any of these doctors before and maybe asked what mm -hmm. the hell is going on with them? Many, it's, many, yeah. many of these doctors I've spoken with. And, and universally, and this is one thing I found in many other parts of my journalism as well, is when you meet the bad guy, right, the criminal yeah. kingpin, um, they always have a rationalization for why what they're doing is yeah. good. So when you talk to a doctor, they don't tell you, I'm stealing organs, right? What they say is I'm paying a fair price for organs and I'm saving lives. I mean, and, and so they, 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 they spin it in their own mind because they think this way. It's not like they're yeah. lying. They really believe that they are saving people um, because they have all these patients. Think about that doctor. They have all these patients coming into their office all the time saying, doc, if I don't get a kidney, I'm going to die. And the doctor's like, maybe I can solve this problem. And this is what the true insidiousness of all this it's what hannah Arendt wrote with the banality of evil right which is that the fact that these evil things happen and there's always this rationalization for yeah. why those terrible outcomes are actually have a rationality that makes sense to the people involved yeah after speaking to people like that are you able to sleep at night properly <laughs> scott tell us the truth yeah, it, it was a dark time i spent six years in that and it was it was um you know, it's, it's hard to see people going through suffering. It's hard to see these systems uh, that are yeah. that are perpetuating it. Um, but, you know, I've you know, the other thing about being an investigative journalist, I think it does take a certain type of person to go in there and be like, I'm doing the best I can for this. And there is a reason to go out there and get these stories that you know, hopefully does a little good in the world. And I will say that my work uh, after doing all of that, you know, years of research, I do have one po or two positive things that happened because of the red market. The I'll first go on, was, tell us. <laughs> the first was it's no longer legal to take human remains out of India in your carry on baggage on an airplane. So that was a pretty big. That was legal. Um, <laughs> yeah, why that had to oh become God. illegal, but well done, Scott. <laughs> we'll give you a round of applause for that. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, that's the second the other thing that <laughs> the other thing that has happened because of my work and other other journalists in the same um, realm as well is that it's no longer legal for people to fly from Europe and the United States and other um, countries outside of India to fly to India to buy babies uh, on the surrogate markets. Oh where at that time where there was this enormous industry where women yeah. would get impregnated in India um, and carry foreign babies and then the, the foreigners would come and pick up the baby and fly waiver. That's no longer legal in part because of my work. So that's a little bit better than the carry on baggage bit. But otherwise, yeah. It's all the same. It's all still going on. Okay. Um, oh we could God. literally talk to 
Scott, for hours and hours on, and go darker and darker and darker. But uh, um, if you want to get more information and you're listening, it's a fascinating book. Go um, check it out. It's called The Red Market, available on all usual uh, book platforms, good bookshops as well. You will find it. Um, are you working on anything slightly more positive at the moment, Scott? Oh, oh my God. I, I have a book about biohacking that's out called What Doesn't Kill Us, about why you should be jumping in cold water all the time. Um, I discovered the guy, Wim Hof, who is sort of famous these days. Um, and I wrote a New York Times bestselling book about him. And I have a book coming out uh, in three months about uh, about the deadliest storm in human history and how that almost sparked a nuclear war. So that's not that positive. But I'll work on it. I'll, I'll get, I'll get see how your mind works here. here for you. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's like, yeah, just strike out all of humanity in one foul soup. Uh, uh, listen, Scott, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to talk to you. If people want to find uh, you on social media or at your website or anything, where's the best place they can go? Yeah, SG Carney, uh, S-G-C-A-R-N-E-Y, at Twitter and Instagram. And there's also Google where you can find the other stuff that I do. Brilliant. Well, Scott, continue the amazing work you're doing because you are making changes. All right. Well, I appreciate the chance to talk to you guys. Thanks so much. You're welcome. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.